into the Full Course Football Podcast. My name is Zach, and here I am, joined by Sam and Jack today. Fellas, how are we doing? We're through week 14, almost. Good. 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 Yeah. Feel good. good. Bears are going to win the Super Bowl, so. Okay. Oh. Tell me more about that. Yep. So, so we've won five games. And so, like, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It is more than last year. We've won won more games in the last, like, three, four weeks than we did all last year. No. In the last five weeks, I'm pretty sure we've won the same amount, if not more, than last year. Fire. So that means Super Bowl. Absolutely. And we did beat the Lions, who were looking like – top five team lions beat the chiefs bears beat the lions chiefs won super bowl last year bears super bowl there you go jack that's the official connection oh and chiefs beat the bears so they're gonna win last year's right. super bowl i would take that yeah but what about the time when the chiefs played the bears that didn't count it wasn't in the super bowl yeah, there was also some weird Swifty voodoo magic going on that day. So, mm, yep, that's so true. She was there for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Swifties like, like subconsciously, since that's like the first game that they all watched, if they all just kind of hate hate the Bears now, or feel bad because the Bears were so bad in that game. Either way, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter now. Bears are rolling. But uh, it was a good week 14. We still we haven't seen the Monday night games. We're recording before it because, you know, we got the Miami Dolphins facing uh, the Titans. So our, re- our recap would be if the Dolphins win, they should have. If the Titans win, that's crazy. Dolphins falling in the AFC number one seed. Um, yeah, that would be our consensus there. Packers win against the Giants. They should win. Giants beat the Packers. That shouldn't happen. I hear a cat. I do too. Rawr. Ah. So, um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, Jack, so far on the week, you're nine and three. Keegan's yeah. eight and four. Jack or Sam and I, seven and five. Still got two games, but we all have the same picks, so that'll be our standings for the week. So, the Jack, with that being said, I'm going to give you the floor to talk about whatever game you want. Yeah, that's pretty big. I don't – so I'll pass Sam, I'll take a game up on him, and I'll get one game back on Keegan. So, for the picks comp, I was falling out of it after my performance – last couple weeks but we'll see we'll see the playoffs might matter for at least the top half of us sorry zach they'll matter i'll go undefeated fair enough uh the game i'm taking for the first pick that i thought or it wasn't like necessarily the best football game of the day but it's the one i want to talk about and that is the bills versus chiefs i think most shows NFL shows, podcasts, whatever, are 
starting with the Bills versus Chiefs for very specific reason, um, and that is the Chiefs wide receivers lose them yet another game. Uh, the Chiefs looked pretty bad on offense the big first half of the the first start of the game, not the 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 only start, not the first start, but then um, the second half their defense showed up. Um, Josh Allen and the Bills didn't really do much. Um, in the second half, they got a late field goal, which um, got them the lead and then gave the Chiefs a chance to take the ball down the field. And then what everybody is talking about today would be the game deciding play in that Patrick Mahomes threw it to Travis Kelsey like 30 yards, and then Travis Kelsey pitched it to Kadarius Tony. No, More just like pitch. threw a spiral. It was like a 15-yard dot. Yeah, um, right to Kadarius Tony, who struts into the end zone. Meanwhile, there was a flag that was thrown on the at the beginning of the play, and it was offsides on the offense, which is not a common call, but has been called more this year. They've been trying to be better about calling it, and it is a foul. So by that, like definition of you have to call the fouls when they happen, then they had to call the foul. And then basically Patrick Mahomes just went sicko mode on the ref and went <laughs> ballistic. And like he was coming off the field when they called a timeout, like the Chiefs still had the ball because it just went to second and 15 or whatever. And he was like already complaining about the penalty. Like there was no chance the Chiefs were going to score or do anything after that because they were all just so mad about the penalty. I think the Chiefs, I think this is the national opinion. Maybe you guys think differently. I think the Chiefs are being kind of soft about this, especially Patrick Mahomes, kind of a, he's kind of being a crybaby about this in the sense that he has gotten so many calls that go his way at the end of the game. Some warranted, and they're the right call. Some maybe more not warranted. Um, this is at least somewhat confidence to me that the NFL is not rigged in favor of Taylor Swift because if it was, they probably would have picked up that flag and just let it stand because Travis Kelsey made one of the best plays in NFL history. Um, but, yeah, tra- everything I've seen in Patrick Mahomes is is so – it's so sad to watch. Maybe this is like the first game he's ever time he's ever lost so many games in a season to this point. I mean, they're eight and what five at this point. So it's not, it's not the chiefs are not as good as they've been, but it almost feels like every loss has been the wide receivers fault in some way. Or last week it was when the ref didn't throw a penalty on Marvis on the Scantling against the Packers. And then they called one this week. So I don't know what you guys thought about that call. I, I for one, am on this stance that it is – they had to make the call because he literally lined up offsides. Like, they didn't know – the guy threw the flag before the play unfolded. So it's not like they took away or he was like, oh, that I don't want them to score. I'm going to throw a flag late. I don't know. It was I, – I was shocked that the Chiefs were so mad about it. Yeah. I I don't understand. Like I didn't look much into it. What what do they think should have happened? They were they were mad because one they always get the calls 
they're not used to having calls, ticky-tacky calls like that against them, I think. Two, they say that I think the reason Mahomes was so mad is because, uh, well, first of all, the Chiefs haven't had one of those calls called on them since 1995 is what I heard. Um, yes, 1995 is the last time an off- offensive offside call was called against them. Um, so I think that's one reason. Two, they the the refs usually do give a warning if a guy's lining up offside, but in order for them to give a warning, and this is my opinion, in order for them to give a warning, or this is an opinion, that's just kind of how I'm processing, is they need to check. You know, every every single player receiver, you know, you point to the ref, point forward, point back if you're wanting to be onside or on the line scrimmage or off the line scrimmage. Kadarius Tony didn't check with the ref, so how is he going to get a warning if you're not checking? Now, if he had looked at the ref to say he was going to be on the line, the ref would then tell him to move back, but he never did that. So, yes, a, a flag should be for, thrown, and it was before the even play even started. So, I, uh, I, th- I think that's – they think it just – it's a ticky-tacky call at the end of a game. That shouldn't matter. Or they, they shouldn't call that, but it was so obvious. And I I texted you guys right after that I felt bad for Mahomes because he's been let down by his receivers a ton all year. Like, you think to week one with the Lions, if Kadarius Tony doesn't have multiple drops, they easily win that game. You think a couple weeks ago, if MVS just catches a ball that's in his bread basket um, at the end of the game, they win that game. Um his receiving cores just let him down. And then now Kadarius Tony's offside and one of the best plays. And I don't know, one of the best plays I've ever seen someone make that wasn't designed by Travis Kelsey uh, just isn't a play. Um, so I felt bad in that, but then after the game when he's whining and then the, the part that pissed me off the most was he's shaking Josh Allen's hand and he's complaining to Josh Allen. Like, what is Josh supposed to say to that? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, bro. We'll just yeah, we'll we'll like actually yeah, we'll we'll talk to the NFL. You got you guys should get that win. Like, what, what's Josh supposed to do? I so I'm a, I'm assuming it's Mahomes has kind of reached a boiling point where up until this point this year he has he hasn't put any blame on anyone else or any of his receivers. He's taken it and been like, hey, I got to be better. We got to be better. And I'm I'm assuming he's reached a boiling point because one, he's not used to all this going against him because he hasn't had that in the NFL, but I don't know. It was, I I think him and Andy Reid are probably going to have some sort of fine or some crackdown because they were, they were going at the refs multiple times after the game in game. And then in press conferences, which you're also not allowed to do. So it was wild, but bills get a huge win. And ultimately that's the tale. So I was going to ask you guys, do you guys think the Chiefs still can win the Super Bowl? Um, I asked this last week. Now it's been another week in which they've been disappointing. And again, the offense was incompetent. So I don't know. How are you guys feelings towards them right now? I, I think they can win the Super Bowl. I feel like we had a similar question to this last episode or two episodes yeah. ago. but. They can, but like they're not 
my favorite to win the Super Bowl. Like, I, I think other teams have a better chance of winning. I think there's several NFC teams that have looked better than them, especially in recent weeks. Um, and I think that, like, the Ravens, for example, have also looked like a better team as well. Um, I think there's just a lot of teams where I, – I, I don't think that the Chiefs are going to – make it past the divisional round. I don't even think they'll get to the AFC championship, but wow. we'll see. there's still a lot of football to be played, but I mean, in this game, you have the best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes. Um, sorry, Josh Allen truthers. Um, and, but the, the rushing and the receiving leader was James cook for everyone. Mm. playing. So it's like, it seems like recently teams have just been shutting down Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs have not been playing as well. They just have not been as impressive as they were two years ago or last year. And like, yeah, I, I just think that they're, they do have the best quarterback in football, but like at some point you need more than that. And mm-hmm. I don't think they have that right now. Yeah. I think, I think if I think they're still the favorite to win the AFC. The Dolphins haven't beat anyone with a winning record. The Ravens forget how to play offense in half their games, <laughs> and the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. The Jags are faltering. The Browns, none of the wild card teams, like the Bills and Bengals, look like the most dangerous wild card teams, and they're not even in the playoffs if the season ended today. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Like the AFC playoffs, as like crazy as it's going to be in the the end, I still think it's the Chiefs, Ravens, uh, Dolphins, and Bills feel to me like the only four teams that really have a chance to win the AFC. And the Bills have had their fair share of troubles, and then the Dolphins haven't beat a winning team yet, and the Ravens haven't done it. Like every year, it seems like they get to this place and then mm-hmm. happens. So like just for experience sake, like they're the most experienced team and that's going to matter in the playoffs. So I would still have them as my favorites. They're kind of limping right now, but it still seems fairly likely, if not like all, but certain that they're going to still win their division. So they're going to have a home playoff game and then maybe have to travel to Miami or Baltimore, which could be tough, but I'd probably rather go to Miami than Baltimore, to be honest. But that's just for like vacation. I'd rather go to Miami than Baltimore. But <laughs> that's that's fair. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Baltimore has some history. I mean, you've been to Baltimore. You slept on really? a ship, and I've been to Miami. But there was a kid who pooped in the pool at the hotel in Miami, and so we couldn't use it for a day. Oh. So, so, so you want to go back? Go. Yeah, Baltimore might be the way to go. Also, the worst pizza place I've ever been to is in Miami. Well, that's your first issue is you're getting pizza in Miami. I was like – I think I was seven, so I didn't have a choice. That's on you, dude. You got to know better. What is good to eat in Miami? Like shrimp? Cocaine. food. Coke. Oh, cocaine is really good. Cuban food and cocaine. Okay. There we have it. That, I mean, that's the combo. That cocaine is Cuban food. Yeah. I haven't heard that one before. 
I'm coining it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of a good transition, but uh, we'll just we'll just move on. Um, other than the fact that the one thing I want to say about the AFC is right now the Ravens have the best odds at 225, and then the Chiefs and Dolphins both at 275, and then it's Jags Bills. So both at like 1100 to win the AFC. So I'm guessing the reasoning for those odds is those three teams you talked about, Jack. Um, there, one of those three will be the one seed, and whoever ends up with the one seed in the AFC will be huge, since they won't have to play a team like you know the Bills, Texans, Colts, Broncos, whoever or Bengals, whoever sneaks in. Um, they'll obviously be in the divisional round versus the wild card for their first playoff game. So. It's interesting, but I'm kind of interested in the Bills right now. I would be surprised at this point if they didn't get in to the playoffs with how well they're playing, but they do have a tough schedule, so it makes sense. Um, but yeah, if they lost this, if they lost this game, their season's pretty much over. So it was huge. Um, Sam, where where would you like to go next? As uh, we have the Washington. same record. Let's see here. This is a, this was a really good week of football. There are a lot of games I'm excited to talk about. Um, I'll, I'll I'll go over over to the Windy City. You might as well. <laughs> Ooh. Well, Zach and I have not had much to talk about on the Bears front this year, so I'll take my opportunity here to take that. Um, Bears looked really good on Sunday. Um, they put up a lot of points and they held the Lions to very few points. I will say the Lions <laughs> did not look that good. Um, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jared Goff both looked not great. The running backs didn't get much going. But also, let's not discount the fact that the Bears defense has looked considerably better. Um, at least one good interception that I saw, I think it was Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Um, and then we pretty much shut down their rush game, which is good because they have a big one. They have a good one. They have one of the best backfields, if not maybe the best backfield in the NFL. I'll open that if you guys have thoughts on that. But I thought the Bears looked good. Puts us at five and eight. I'm really glad that we're in this specific situation because usually if you're at five and eight, you're kind of like, well, I'd rather tank and get a good pick, but it looks like we're going to get the first overall with the Panthers anyways. So Here. we, it's kind of nice that we are going to have the first overall pick and we can kind of like still win games and be happy not feel like we're losing anything. Um, and we'll probably still have another good first round pick. I mean, it, it could be anywhere between – six and 10 um, probably still have something. Yeah. Some definitely something. So that's encouraging. Um, Justin Fields and DJ Moore. What did you say? You, your Wi-Fi cut you out. Oh, you probably have, <laughs> Oh, probably have a, like um, a pick between like six and 10. Okay. Yeah. Round. Yep. Well, maybe we might make the playoffs. So that, but yes. Unless we go to the Super Bowl and win, <laughs> we're gonna go and play the Chiefs, and I'm I'm gonna 
I'm going to be so happy when we beat the Chiefs. Sure. Even though I just said that they're going to lose in the divisional round. <laughs> that means we got past the wild card, so I'd take that. Yeah, that's right. What do you guys think? You, Zach, I know you watched the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's one of the most well-rounded Bears games I've watched in a long time. Um, the, this performance, it kind of reminded me of like the 20, I think 2018 Bears with Mitch Trubisky when they went to the playoffs. Yep. Um, it was that where the defense was forcing turnovers. Um, the offense was playing well, good complimentary. Um, special teams was helping. And it was just a great game all around. Um, Fields played well. They forced a few mistakes. Like, and the Bears always have a great script to start the game where we, it feels like we score on the first drive most games, at least in the second half of the year. That's how it's been. And then we slow down and then it slips away. But which we did let, we blew a 12 point lead. It got to tied. And then we had that fourth and 13. And it was one of those plays where it's just so obvious that we're not running a play. You know, every NFL team does it where they try to draw them off sides and just take the delay game for the five yards for more room to punt. But for some reason, Aiden Hutchinson jumped and free play DJ Moore touchdown. Um, it was a dime from fields. He didn't hesitate. DJ Moore just took off straight down the field. Um, and that changed the game. And we didn't look back from there. Moore had a monster game again. And the defense continues to play better and better each week. Um, I'm pretty sure Montez Sweat had four quarterback hits. And we've seen since we acquired him, the defense, he just opens everything up where he's getting to the quarterback or at least forcing pressure, which allows the rest of the D linemen, uh, able, they're able to collapse because the pressure's on one side. And then other guys are getting sacks. And then the quarterback's having to get rid of the ball quicker. And then we're forcing more turnovers. Like, we've forced three turnovers in our last three games, um, which is saying that that's a big deal. I'm pretty sure we're leading the NFL in turnovers since uh, Montez Sweat came to the Bears. Um, and it's just – it's really fun to watch right now. And I can't say that I've had that with the Bears in a long time. And, you know, the season probably doesn't mean anything realistically in terms of, like, I don't think we're actually going to make the playoffs. The only way that happens is we have to win out. And we have it. It's very doable. We play the Browns, Cardinals, Packers, and who's the other team? Falcons. Falcons. All very winnable games. But the Browns are a playoff team right now. So are the Packers. The Falcons, they actually aren't anymore, but they're borderline. But the Bears have shown the last few weeks that they can compete with at least that level of team. So there's a chance, you know, you, you win your last four games we're in. But if they can make it mean something week 18 in Lambeau, I don't know if I could ask for anything more. I'm pretty sure I said before the season started in one of our preview episodes that a successful season would that would be week 18 mattering. So if we can get that, that'd be a dream. Um, you know, I – Keegan asked me last episode what my where I was with Fields. Said I was fifty two percent wanting him to stay. That's grown probably into the sixties, maybe even seventy percent. Um, because 
You just see what he can do with an offense. He wasn't perfect today. He missed a few throws. He still holds on to the ball a little too long every once in a while, but he's just so good at getting out of the pocket and scrambling. It seemed like every third down we had, it didn't. Even, I wasn't even worried because he would run and escape. Um, it was. It, he's just so fun to watch, and I just can't imagine with adding a guy like Marvin Harrison and more. We have a ton of money again. So regardless of what happens, I'm just really excited and just happy to have some hope going forward because it, for the first half of this season, it just felt dreadful and like there's nothing to look forward to in the future. So yes. And the Panthers, we have the number one pick pretty much barring them winning three games the rest of the season, which I just don't see that happening. So bear down and we will touch on the Lions, but I don't know if there's much more to say, Jack, maybe you can add to this if you want, but I'm a little worried about them now. The Packers, if they win tonight, are only a game back, I think. So, and they still play. So there's a, a lot, a lot on they, the line. They've already played twice. They already played twice. Yeah, they played Thursday night and Thanksgiving. Mm, yep, yep, yep. They split. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So regardless, that that the. They're, they haven't clinched the division yet, and with the way that they've been playing recently. I think they have a pretty it, easy schedule. Yeah, well, right, but, you know, they got smacked by the Packers. They lose to the Bears. They should have lost to the Bears last time. There's, It's not as guaranteed as it was. And even if they do still end up winning, I'd be slightly concerned if you're a Lions fan, if they can, uh, if they can actually make a run. So, but making the playoffs alone for the Lions franchise would be huge just because obviously they haven't done that in a long time. So, but yes. Yeah, I would probably say the Lions' chances of making the playoffs are exponentially higher than the Bears' chances. Um, yeah. I, is there, I don't think it's possible for the Lions to miss at this point. I don't think they've clinched, but yeah, I think they'd, the I don't know like what the magic number is probably like one loss by it in the hunt team and one win by them or something like that because technically yeah. they can still finish nine and eight or eight and nine whatever yeah I'm a yeah don't don't hear all of that about the Bears making the playoffs as a joke and the Lions being worried about them as uh, something like like the Lions are making the playoffs they're a better team they still. Even after that game, I still think they're a better overall team. Um, but they didn't come to play. So, Yeah, they, they have so many injuries on defense that it's been – they've been kind of hit by the injury bug a little bit. I mean, every team has been, but they've lost some pretty big guys. Like they lost uh, – McNeil went – my namesake. He, they're big defensive linemen – Defensive tackle went on IR during the middle of the week. So I think at least maybe it was after the game on last week, but he's pretty big for them. And they've been, they've, I mean, they've had some big injuries on defense all year. So I mean, they're, they're leaking oil for sure. Mm-hmm. It's probably because things, good things can't happen to the Lions because they're the Lions, kind of the same as the Browns. So it had to fall apart at some point. Hopefully they can. If they win a playoff game, this kind of like what you said about 
a successful season was making week 18 matter. However, that happens like, Oh, the beginning of the season sucked, but you still made the week 18 matter. It's a successful season. I think at the beginning of the year, we said if the Lions win a playoff game, then it's a successful season. I think we just got a little enamored with them when they were like seven and two. And we were like, Oh, they're the best team in the NFL. Yep. They're still pretty ahead of schedule. I think then. Oh yeah. yeah. And they, they can, they can tie some loose ends up and make a run. I'm not saying they're dead by yeah. any means. The Bears are hot right now. Um, yeah, they just ran into an absolute buzzsaw. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I mean, I picked the Bears to win, so. I, you and me both. I agree. Did you guys take them in our picks? Yeah, yeah. baby. I did not know that. Wow. How do we not? Yeah, Lions low-key sussy, Bears low-key fire recently, so easy pick for for Jackie Boy Radio. I'm pretty sure I took the the Bears against the Lions when they played in Detroit two weeks ago. Yeah, you did. And then then I said on the podcast last episode, I'm not picking the Bears because if the Bears win, I'll I'll be very happy even I hedge my bet. So I only feel like 75% happy. True. See, and I I did the opposite of you, Sam. You went all in. I hedged. I did the I hedged last time with the Lions. Yeah. And picked the Bears this time. So I'm 2 and 0 in Bears Lions matchups. Jack, you um, did as well. Look at us. Nothing but a thing. Nothing but a thing. I'm a confident that. Um I was talking to somebody, I think at work, and I said something along the lines of, because they asked me how I felt about the Bears. I said, you know, I think if we can just beat the Packers in Lambeau last week of the season, I will always look back at the season and be like, that was a great ending to the season. And that I would feel like that was a successful, at least part of the season. Maybe not a successful season as a whole, but a very big success for us. And their response was like, really? Like, that's it? And I was like, I wonder, and Jack, you can obviously speak to this since you grew up in Colts fandom, but Bears Packers was just like, like the only thing I can equate it to is Ohio State, Michigan. It's just like such a huge rivalry. And I just like, I I don't know if all fan bases really have that. No, it's it's definitely one of the most historic matchups in the NFL, and we'll, we can talk about it more week 18. But Sam cut out, so I don't know if I'm talking over him or not. I don't think I am, but... I don't hear him. Okay, me either. So I think, uh, I think what happened was his audio was delayed of his video. Mm, so he finished speaking, and then he was his mouth was still moving. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it, it's one of the most historic... Uh, robberies in all sports, honestly. Um, unfortunately, recently, uh, as recently as in our lifetime, it hasn't really been much of a rivalry, but it still means a lot and means more than anything, especially to Bears fans. I don't know how Packers feel about Bears. I don't even, I don't even think Keegan hates the Bears because why would he hate us? He just beats us. So, uh, but we'll talk about that week 18. Um, let's move on to a game that was more exciting. And probably meant more. Um, and that's the Ravens-Rams game. 
Um, the Ravens win 37-31, and uh, this game went to overtime. It was the best ending to a game we've had all year. Um, it ended on a walk-off punt return touchdown, which actually has already happened this year. So you can say week one, Bills-Jets is tied for this. Um, but you know what I mean? It's an, It was insane. Um, Tylen Wallace, who's actually their backup punt returner, I heard, um, and was only playing because Duvernay, Devin Duvernay was hurt. And that was his first game returning punts for the Ravens. And he does that is sick. Um, both offenses were humming, especially at the end of the game. It was truly a back and forth game. Um, Matt Stafford with healthy weapons, that offense just looks, they looks, they're so good. Puka had one of the better catches of the year. He, he truly laid out like you don't see that from, Many NFL players, you he got, you can tell he has something to prove. Um, he full body laid out, had to hurt. Um, no gloves. And no gloves. Oh my! I didn't even know that. And it was raining. That's <laughs> he's that dude. That's all I can say. And Cooper Cup played well. He stayed healthy all game. Um, and but they didn't win the game. It was Lamar and the Ravens who won. They had the deep shots going. Um, Isaiah Likely had a long touchdown. OBJ had a long touchdown. Um, And Lamar ended up throwing for 316 yards um, in three touchdowns. So it was a a fun game to watch all around. Huge implications for the Ravens because they now, depending on the outcome of the Dolphins game, I think if the – assuming the Dolphins win, the Dolphins will still have the number one seed – if the Raven, if they lose, then the Ravens would be in sole possession of the number one seed. Um, regardless, they're still very much in this race. They have a tough schedule, but they needed to win this game. Um, Rams, on the other hand, they're still in the wild card race for sure, especially with the Seahawks losing. That helped them out a lot. Um, so I don't think they're not in the playoffs currently, assuming the Packers win tonight, but. They are still very much in the wildcard race, and they are looking great. So, I don't know if there's much to talk about. Zay Flowers had a good game, too. He also had a 20-something yard touchdown. So, um, anything you guys want to add or you just want to move on? Zay Flowers, being of good AFC teams with receivers who have bad drops, Zay Flowers had a few bad drops. I don't know if you guys saw those. But, obviously, he made up for it. He had some really big dynamic plays. Um, I don't know if he's just going to be the new drop guy or if he's just a rookie still acclimating to the NFL, but was not his most stellar performance watching it play by play, but he did obviously have a big touchdown. OBJ also looked really good. He had some nasty catches, which is yes. he's in my mind, like a senior citizen in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, you've got to be feeling pretty good about your uh, one Ravens to win the division, but two, you also just did you pick them to make the Super Bowl? No, you have the Bills. Bills. You just had high expectations for them, mm-hmm. more than most people did coming into the year. So you got to be feeling pretty good about that right now. Yeah, I mean, I feel okay. I mean, I feel good about it, but I just 
It's it was like that stat that was going around before the season that like not no NFC North team has won the division three times in a row or something, and the Bengals were two in a row. So I just like took that information and picked who I thought the other team could who could win, and then Joe Burrow got hurt, so that definitely helped a lot. But even before Joe Burrow was hurt, the Ravens were winning. So right. Yep. That's like Lamar Jackson. It was all content. I think I remember saying it's all contention on if he stays healthy or not. And he has. So So far, so good. Um, all right, Jack, what game you want to go to next? <clears throat> We're going to go to the Cowboys-Eagles mm. for the sake of Keegan, because that's what he would have picked if he was here. Mm. Um, I don't know if there's really that much that needs to be said about the actual gameplay of this besides the storylines that come out of it being are the Eagles dead and I guess the question would be if the 49ers weren't in the NFL are the Cowboys the Super Bowl favorites wow well, let me check the odds. The odds would the, say... I'm going to guess they are, to be honest. I don't know. The 49ers are heavy favorites. And then Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, then Cowboys tied with the Eagles. The Cowboys every, are tied with the Eagles? Yep. And then every other... T- I think that's because even if the... Uh, no matter what the Cowboys do rest of the season, if the Eagles win out, they still win the division because... They split the games, and then they would have more NFC wins on the year, I think is what the tiebreaker is. So I'm assuming that's why. But, man, the Cowboys looked good. Yeah, the Cowboys look so efficient. They look so elite. The Eagles look broken, so that definitely helps the Cowboys. Like, their defense, that helps their defense look much better. But – that was not a good game for the Eagles, which I feel like is what we've said like the past month. Right. Yeah, I think uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys did exactly what I had been saying I wanted to see from them for me to believe. Um, I had I up to this point I have been proceeding with caution on how I was feeling about them and if I would, you know, I'm not a Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys. I never have. Um, but just in general, I want, I was heeding caution of getting hopes up because we hadn't seen them beat anyone good. Well, last week they beat the Seahawks and proved they can win a shootout against a, at least a good offense. They, the Seahawks played very well that game. And this week, they go against the team that has dominated them over the last few years and a team that uh, was in the Super Bowl last year and was one pass interference away from winning the Super Bowl. And they dominated. So I've now seen what I need to see from the Cowboys. Um, I don't know who the favorite for MVP is, but in my opinion, it should be Dak. Um, Let's see if I can pull that up really fast. It is Dak. He's favored. Him and Purdy are basically tied with the odds, but Dak is favored. So, 
Keegan's prediction, Dak MVP is looking real good right now. Hmm. I don't know. Sam, would you say they are the second favorites to win the Super Bowl behind the 49ers? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to account for AFC teams. I think the only AFC contender would be the Ravens. Um, at this point, they, are, to me, are looking like they're going to be the AFC Super Bowl team. Um, but also, the thing about getting to the Super Bowl is that you have to get to the Super Bowl, which means you have to win playoff games. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys, at this point, if they're playing like they are right now, would get there. But I just feel like they're going to have to play probably the 49ers in the playoffs at some point. And the last time they played the 49ers in the playoffs, they lost. The last time they played them in the regular season, they lost. So I guess to you, but that that's to your point, I guess. The only team that I really think could is just going to have their number in the playoffs is the 49ers. So I would say, yeah, they're probably number two. The only other team I was considering was the Eagles, which is why I picked the Eagles over them in this game. And I think they just showed that they are the better team. Um, just seems like they probably have a little more to prove. They play with a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder. The Eagles are descending from a, a Super Bowl appearance, and the Cowboys are hoping to finally have a Super Bowl run. And it's looking good for them. But if they play the 49ers in the playoffs, I'm I'm pretty positive they're going to lose. I think they'll probably play again this year if I had to guess. Because regardless of who, well, depending on how seeding plays out, obviously. But I could definitely see that these, I think loser of this probably plays, or loser of this division probably plays the both teams, both the other team and the 49ers in the playoffs. Yeah. For a divisional and then the NFC championship. Right. Or, or vice versa. Uh, regardless. The NFC is tough. I would say probably is tougher than the AFC. Purely because I think it's it's top heavy. And whoever, like, you're going to have to, pe- to beat one, if not two, te- two of the best two teams in the NFL. There's an argument that the best three teams in the NFL are all in the NFC, which is just crazy. It's an argument. I'm not saying that is the truth. We can do our power, our power rankings at the end. But most would say the top two teams, at least right now, in power rankings are in the NFC. And I could see someone making an argument for the Eagles being three. So we'll see. Obviously, with it, we got we got some time. But we're getting into crunch time, and it's so fun because every game means so much. So It's the witching hour. It is. Sam, where do you want to go next? Let's see. I want to touch on this um, quickly, and because I think there's a few big headline points here. Um, the Vikings, Las Vegas game. <laughs> I thought that the low-scoring game – 
And the worst game we were going to see all year was last week with the <laughs> losing zero to six. No, no, it was not. It was the Raiders losing zero to three. Also, Justin Jefferson is hurt again. Um, <laughs> like, what a letdown, obviously for Minnesota, but also for like, millions oh. of fantasy managers who lose the first overall pick. <laughs> um, this definitely solidifies that although the Vikings did win a game, they're almost certainly going to fall out of playoff contention. It's annoying that this counts to their win total because they scored three points <laughs> and they won. I I mean, scores like three to zero, I feel like haven't happened regularly for probably 60 years. That's I'll uh, look that up while you continue. Horrible. That's horrible. Um, the Raiders, also horrible. But also, like, Aiden O'Connell's been leading that ship for several weeks at this point. They should at least be able to score a touchdown with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, who's having a career season. Which is insane. But, yeah, go ahead, Zach. Last 3-0 game in the NFL is 2007. And prior to that, it was 1993. Prior to that, 1982. So it's happened four times since 1982. So we, it happens every decade, except the 2010s did not have one. Right. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a blessed time to be watching football, the 2010s. Mm. Zero to three. What a, what a horrible... Game. It happened all the time in the 20s and 30s. <laughs> yeah, that's 100 years ago. When teams like, didn't know how to score. Like literally multiple times a year from 1920 through 1930-something. Wild. That's, That's hilarious. Well, um, yeah, are the Vikings dead? Can we officially rule them as dead? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very encouraged because uh, – did the Bears play them again? No. Dang it. Dang it. Okay, never mind. I'm not encouraged then. Vikings are bad. Raiders are bad. That's all I really wanted to say. And Justin Jefferson is hurt again, which is – that's like their whole team at this point. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, I don't know what you have left. And Nick Mullins is probably going to be their starter going forward. Josh Dobbs got benched in a game that they won. So, <laughs> so crazy. That's tough. Jack, do you have anything or should I move on? No, I'm I'm not going to call the Vikings dead because if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. But, yeah, these teams <laughs> are both not good. Neither of these teams will win the Super Bowl. That I, yeah, I think Raiders are officially dead to me, even though probably technically mathematically they're not. Uh, and, yeah, somehow the Vikings are in the playoffs and they are officially dead to me. I don't see a world where they stay in above the Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, Saints, Bears, any of those teams. That's bold. But I just don't think they'll beat out two of those teams to make the playoffs. All right. All righty, all righty. Let's, uh, speaking, we're talking 
how there's a team in the NFL that's probably the best. That is the best, and that would be the 49ers. They beat the Seahawks 28-16. The box or the final score makes it seem probably a little closer than it actually was. The first half, um, the Seahawks actually scored first, and then it was a pretty close game um, for the first half. But then even on a day when it was like the Seahawks were hanging around a little bit, the 49ers just always seem to have those 20-plus yard plays that just can suck the life out of a defense, like no matter how well they're playing. It's just like, oh, Debo Samuel just went 30 yards per touchdown. Oh, there's George Kittle. Yep. Here's on the first play of the game, Christian McCaffrey going to run run at 70 yards to the four-yard line. Um, like Christian McCaffrey had 100 and, what was it, 145 rush yards in this game. Crazy. While Brock Purdy threw for 368. (laughs) That that is just absurd. Purdy continues to uh, make every throw he needs to make. Um, This team is truly surgical when they have all their weapons. I don't think there's anything new learned here. Drew Locke played okay, which was surprising. Still threw two picks, but um, yeah, Debo continues to be the man. When he plays, the 49ers play better than anyone in the NFL. That's that's the bottom line. Um, Ayuk with a quiet 126 yards. <laughs> so that's they're just ridiculous. They're ridiculous. If they stay healthy, I will struggle to see a team that can beat them. That's always the question with them. Can they stay healthy? They weren't able to last year down the stretch. We will see. But as of now, they are healthy and. They're the favorites comfortably to win the Super Bowl for a good reason. So, yeah. The only the only thing I have on the 49ers as they just continue to dominate is we, we like to pick fun at, like, Mike McCarthy and all these other coaches that choke in the playoffs. Kyle Shanahan does too. So, if there was one Achilles heel of that team besides – injuries which hasn't happened too much this year it's can they get it done in the playoffs and not do something stupid and Mm -hmm. like can they get it done like Kyle Shanahan blew a 28 to 3 lead against Tom Brady as the offensive coordinator or and then like blew a fourth quarter lead to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl at least he gets there unlike some teams but like Mm -hmm. I think we that would be my one hesitation on betting on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. But, like, mm-hmm. they're clearly the best team. It looks like they're – when everyone's always like, oh, would Alabama beat the Panthers? Like, would <laughs> – it's like, uh, no, because the Panthers aren't an NFL team. It looks like every time the 49ers play, it looks like they're just playing in a college team. Like, they just – when they're fully healthy, they just utterly dominate everybody. And it's – it's fascinating to watch in like a, not in an entertainment way of like, oh, this is such a close game, but just like, this is just pure domination. Like the score was kind of close yesterday, but it was the game did not feel close at all. Right. Yeah. You were never worried at, um, if you were a 49ers fan that they were going to blow this. And I've chosen to take the stance of, like stepping away from my preseason take and, you know, uh, I'm, I was kind of rooting against the 49ers because I had, 
picked the Seahawks to finish ahead of them. That's obviously not happening. I still don't really like the 49ers. I don't know exactly why. I just, I just don't. But I'll give them their flowers, and they're dominating, and I respect it. So, um, yeah, Purdy continues to play well. If he wins MVP, I wouldn't be mad. I still don't think he's the most valuable player in the NFL, regardless of what happens. But I, it's tough to argue with the stats they're putting up with him. So I wouldn't argue if he did win it. So, yeah. Then when I was in elementary school, I played tackle football for three years. No, and then flag football for one. The four teams I was on, I was on the 49ers and then the Cowboys in back-to-back years. So Whoa. Then I was on the Colts. So if that's any indication of <laughs> who's good this year. The only caveat to that is when I played flag football, I was on the Panthers. So mm. First overall. Were you the first overall pick? I think no. Adrian Chapman was. Classic Adrian, dude. Adrian Peterson. hate that guy. Yep, that's who it was. Sam, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Talk to you later. Bear down. Bear down. Goodbye, podcast. Bye, See ya. What? Uh, Sam's video just had uh, balloons behind him. That was sick. Yeah, I didn't know I could do that. I had no idea. All right, Jack, let's finish this thing out. Um, There's still some relevant games left. Um, You can go ahead with which one next. We'll touch for a second on the Browns-Jaguars. I feel like we've kind of talked around these teams, if not talking about these teams already with just the AFC and NFC playoff picture. That's basically what these episodes are at this point. It's how did the game affect the playoff picture. And Jags, Trevor Lawrence actually ended up looking fine. So my take about him not playing because he's injured, Mm -hmm. they weren't like – the Jaguars' biggest problem is their defense isn't very good. Joe Flacco looked like it was 2013 for some of the game, and then he looked like it was 2023 for other parts. So, and then he got put on the practice squad today. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens up in Cleveland. But the the Browns took a much a big big step into the playoffs as they are now the only wild card team with eight wins, and then there's a slew of teams under them with seven wins. So they're not in any way safe, but it was a big win for them. Jags still, they didn't lose any ground in the AFC South because all of the other AFC South teams lost. So mm-hmm. wasn't a terrible weekend for them. Their franchise quarterback isn't as hurt as they thought he would be. And they didn't lose any ground in the playoff picture of the AFC South. So their chances of hosting a home game, they're one week closer to that being a reality. So, I don't know if they're both these teams feel like they're going to make the playoffs. And I actually, I'm not as upset about the Browns making the playoffs as I would be if like the Steelers made the playoffs, mm-hmm. like the Browns might be able to put up a competitive game just because their defense is so good and their offense is a little competent. So I'm not, I'm not too bummed about the outcome of this game or I don't know, like you texted me us, yes, me yesterday and was like, who do you want to win or lose? Because both help the Colts in different ways. Right. I, like, I, it doesn't really matter. I'll just 
like there was two, it was a choose your own scenario. And I was just like, I'll just let fate decide. And then I'll root for that scenario the rest of the sure. year. It's sure. like, so now we just root for the, the only problem is that the Colts didn't win. So it doesn't like, yeah, yeah it didn't matter yesterday right. like, them playing. It didn't matter. Cause one had to win and one had to lose. So I, I yeah. there wasn't much more. I mean, there was a decent amount of points scored for thinking the weather was going to be bad and the starting quarterbacks were Joe Flacco and one-legged <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. So it was more entertaining than I thought it would be. Right. It was wild. And, uh, yeah, that was obviously big for the Browns to get a game up on one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams in the AFC that have seven, that are seven and six right now. Browns are at eight and five. Colts are one of those seven and six teams. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to David and Joku um, and Evan Ingram. This game was a tight end game for that that class specifically. Was dra- they were drafted together? It was pre- it was supposed to be one of the best draft classes in a long time. I believe OJ Howard was in that. It was like talked about as the next fantasy wave of elite tight ends, and it just you know they they haven't been that, but. Both finished with over 25 fantasy points, I think, this week. So, um, shout out to those two. And specifically wanted to call out Njoku because he is the tight end seven on the season. And I'm feeling pretty good about my uh, the calling him out as my flag plant for the year. I was worried, to be honest. Um, through After the first three weeks, he didn't get over six points. But since then... He's had two weeks outside of the top 12. Otherwise, he's been in the top 12 every single week, including a tight end two finish and then going backward this week and then going back tight end eight, four, seven, seven. So he's been on fire. And if you have him in fantasy, I think it's going to continue because he plays uh, the next three games are against bottom 10 tight end defenses. So just wanted to shout out my boy, David Njoku. Um, next game we can touch on is, yeah, we'll go, I'll go to the Falcons bucks game. Uh, it was actually pretty entertaining. Um, it's a bucks win 25, 20 or 29, 25. Um, they now are up top in their division. They're now the fourth seed in the NFC at six and seven with this win. And the Falcons drop out of the playoffs. Um, it was a big game all around because it was back and forth. Um, Ritter played. It was a weird game. He threw for 347 yards for the Falcons and had a rushing score. And Baker only threw for 144, but he led a game-winning drive at the end um, and made the plays he needed to. Rashad White ate yet again. And the Falcons seemed to be switching their philosophy because they just peppered Drake London with targets. He had 11 targets, 10 catches, 172 yards. Um, it's like it's crazy how when you target your um, top 10 draft pick and uh, he can pop off like that. Crazy how that works. Their top three performance, uh, performers on offense, all top 10 weapons that they drafted. Kyle Pitts and Bijan were more involved this week. So Arthur Smith seems to be adjusting his the way that he calls plays and runs an offense, which, you know, they still lost this game, but 
that was the defense's fault more than the offense's. The offense had a lead at the end of the game, and the defense blew it. So, um, yeah, big game. I don't know. Who would be right now your prediction to win this division? Because it could be the Bucks, Bucks, Falcons, and Saints. They all wouldn't surprise me, obviously, to win. They're within a game of each other. Yeah, I don't know. This I'd probably have to look more in depth into each team's schedule to actually make a pick. But, I mean, the, yeah, the the Bucks have the Packers, Jags, Saints, and Panthers, which isn't the easiest. Two games they could win and two games they probably won't. Saints have Giants, Rams, Bucks, and Falcons. I'm probably gonna, I'd probably will say the Bucks. I think it might come down to week 18 and they play the Panthers, whereas the other teams have to play each other. They both, and they also the Bucks still have a big game against the Saints. That game could be big. I probably feel like the Saints are the least likely of the three. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. The Falcons did beat the Bucks the first time they played, so they did split. So they're at least not yeah. totally dead in that category. But I think the Bucks they have the tiebreaker right now, and I think it'll stay the same regardless of what happens. But I don't. I'm not in uh, up to date enough on my. Yeah. My tiebreakers on the NFC South, so I think I would take the Bucks too. The Falcons, they play the Panthers next week, but having Colts and Colts Bears Saints, it's not the hardest schedule you can have, but all of those teams are frisky and playoff technically playoff contenders, technically. I know that's a stretch for the Bears and Saints, but they're teams that they're they're games that the Falcons could lose for sure. So I probably lean Bucks. They seem to be rounding out at the right time, and they won that game with Mike Evans not even doing anything. So, um, yeah, he almost had the craziest touchdown catch. <laughs> oh my gosh! He was probably like a half an inch away. If he really just didn't try to brace himself, he would have right. caught it. It was crazy, but the fact that he got his second foot down at all was wild. Yeah. But, yeah, didn't get it down, unfortunately. Okay, a very boring division. One team's making that playoffs. But it feels like they've been this same division for the longest time. Even when Tom Brady was there, the the Bucs won the division last year at 8-9. and So... And it feels like before that, after Cam Newton left, that or then they had Matt Ryan. But ever since I would say the Matt Ryan reign in Atlanta ended, it's felt like the same for the last like three or four years. So, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind it if they got reinvigorated somehow, just just for the just for the fun of watching. But yeah, it's. The Bucks. I think two years in that stretch, they won it pretty handedly. But yeah, it's. It's that, and the NFC East used to be bad, but now they're like kind of legit. So maybe they can have a bit of a turnaround. Yeah. Where do you want to go next? <laughs> I want the Jets Texans. Oh. There isn't really too much about this to be said, except for Zach Wilson. If he says during the week, I don't want to play, and then plays, he's like the best quarterback in NFL history. So 
<laughs> that was one of Zach Wilson's best games ever. Um, there, it's too much, too late, or too little, too late, I guess. But I don't. It's it it's not helpful for the Jets except for like this is what they could be with competent QB play. So it's just one of those things where you look back again, and Jets fans will have to look back all off season and be like, if only Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt, and that is what all of the year before was like. And so the jets are just kind of in a groundhog day situation where they're just going to, can we keep this defense intact and all these other weapons, which some of them are pretty bad. Shout out Randall Cobb scoring a touchdown at a hundred years old. So that's pretty cool. Um, But yeah, the jets kind of dead Texans, probably a burn the tape game. Uh, Just ran into an absolute buzzsaw of a defense. Like, that's probably the best defense they've played all year. Um, maybe the, they've played the Browns, so one, two right there. But it's just they couldn't do anything on offense. CJ Stroud, that's his probably his worst game by far of his career, probably since high school, maybe since middle school. I don't maybe that's his worst game literally in his life. It's possible. So I think in the first half he had like thirty six yards passing and like six completions. So it, it just if you're the Texans, you probably burn the tape, but it it just helps make that playoff race even more exciting with another team being seven and six instead of eight and five, where the Texans could have kind of solidified themselves a little bit. But the Jets aren't bad, and they I think they proved that they're just there's like they're not in that dumpster fire team range. They're just they have good players. They just don't have competent QB play, and when they do, they're good. Somehow yep. they don't have competent QB play and competent QB play from the same player in different weeks, but <laughs> that's the Jets, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I loved Zach's quote. One of his teammates said uh, said that Zach said, uh, what do I have to lose? They're going to bench me again or something like that. Like, he knew he has nothing to lose. He's playing for... At this point, he's never. I don't foresee him ever playing for the Jets again after this season, but he is playing for a backup role for another team. Throwing mm-hmm. for 300 yards against a potential playoff team is definitely a good way to audition. Um, and peppering your best players. He targeted um, Brees Hall, had uh, nine targets out of the backfield, and Garrett Wilson had 14. The rest of the team combined for 11 targets, it looks like. So or 12 targets. So that's well over half of the targets just to your two best players. And I think that's a pretty good strategy. Um, and yeah, Nico Collins getting hurt early, not having Tank Dell or Dalton Schultz. So your top three receivers basically to start the game is kind of, is tough for Stroud to overcome against the best defense in the NFL, most likely. So not much you can do there. And then he got hurt. He might have a concussion. Yeah, he Not got idea. rocked. Yeah, he got he did get rocked. But I agree with you. I'm not worried about the Texans. Good for the Jets though. Um and then do you just not want to talk about the Bengals Colts, I assume? That's why you haven't drafted it. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know in what world I would ever draft that. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I'll just I'll just draft it and mention it briefly. Bengals beat the Colts 34-14. Um, Jake Browning is really good at throwing screens. 
And um, yeah, Chase Brown had a game. Uh, he had took a took a screen pass. How how far? I don't even know how far that was. Fifty yards. About fifty away. yards. Um, Joe Mixon had a good game. You know, T. Higgins had a decent one of his best games of the year. Seventy two yards was surprising. And Michael yeah, Pittman and continues played. to eat. T. Higgins did not play well, but he had a he, pass interference in the end zone for nullified interception. He had some, like two or three drops, so that was geez. his best game, and he didn't play well. Jeez. Which says how it went for the Colts. Right, yeah. And um, for the Colts, Michael Pittman continues to eat. Um, but, yeah, it was – you know, I was texting with the Bengals fan – during this game, um, I believe he his words were, uh, dude, what are we going to do? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, what are the, what are the Bengals going to do about Jake Browning? I'm like, what do you mean what are you going to do about Jake Browning? He's going to be your backup to Joe Burrow. He said, but he looks so good. I'm sitting here like, man, I'll give you everything the Bears have. I'll give you Justin Fields. I'll give you our number one overall pick and more for Joe Burrow if you want to ride with Jake Browning. Yeah, he Jake Browning. He, he came around and clarified that the only way he would trade Joe Burrow is if Jake Browning led them to a Super Bowl win this year. But still. Nick Foles did that for the Eagles. and Nick That's Foles exactly what I said. Competent post that stretch when you have elite playmakers and you play the Colts secondary, anybody can look good at quarterback. Thank the you guy who got the pick six from the, for the Colts, Ronnie Harrison, Harrison. I didn't even know who that was. <laughs> That's how bad the Colts secondary is. They were running into the end zone, and I was waiting for the graphic to come up so I knew who actually got the interception. <laughs> um, yeah, so ultimately, big win. And Jake Bryant has looked good. I'll give him that. I'll like He looked good against the Jags last week in that win, and he looked good this week. They did throw a lot of screens, but um, huge for the – those playoffs as well. The Colts are still in the playoffs at seven and six. They still hold tiebreaker over the Texans, Broncos, Bengals, Bills. Um, but big win for the Bengals to keep pace there. Um, and we can move on. Yeah. I think we're almost done here. Yep. Chargers, Broncos, and Saints, Panthers. I'm, I, I'm completely content not talking about the Saints Panthers at all. Yep. Um, Chargers Broncos. The biggest L of this is Justin Herbert got hurt, which Sam's probably not mad about at all. Um, <laughs> Chargers weren't going to win that game anyway. They're old. They're slow. Their offense is terrible. Kellen Moore maybe actually was the problem in Dallas. Sure looks like it. Um that's not ideal for him. He went to where everyone thought is going to become an elite offense, and they, at least the past couple of weeks, look worse than they did the year before. Now they have some big injuries. Mike Williams being hurt and Josh Palmer being hurt. Like Keenan Allen being the only person 
everyone on their offense who's a playmaker is like 60 years old with Harold <laughs> Everett and Keenan Allen. So Justin Herbert's thrown to the retirement community over there, but they're dead. I think, I think they're, they're definitely dead now. They're five wins, two games back of six teams fighting for two playoff spots. There's, they need everything to go right to make the playoffs. And that would require Justin Herbert's backup, which I don't even know his first name, Stick, I think, or something like something like that. It's uh, Easton Stick. Yeah, Easton Stick would have to probably win the game this Thursday, considering Justin Herbert has already probably been – it's probable that he won't play is what reports are saying. I think rest of the season. He's getting yeah. surgery. The fact that St- Staley is, for all intensive purposes, fired, but he will just be there for another 28 days to yep. probably. This is kind of the point of the year when you are probably going to start trying to lose games a little bit just to not make your pick worse. And Chargers fans probably think Brandon Staley is the right man for the job to lose games, so you <laughs> might as well leave him there. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's and really then the Broncos get a win. Yep. Great for the Broncos. Corlin Sutton with catch of the year? Arguably. I, I mean, maybe. It was a like a 50-yard bomb from Russ, who had nine years in the pocket. And Corlin Sutton, defender, holding his left arm, brings it into the end zone as he's falling with one arm. It was sick. I bet on Cortland Sutton to score and the Broncos to win, so I was feeling great about that one, um, that little parlay. Um, but, yeah, they, he continues to score first double-digit touchdown player since Demarius Thomas, I believe, for the Broncos. Yeah. Um, RIP. Which is, yeah, RIP. I drafted Cortland Sutton like four years ago in a dynasty startup, thinking he was going to be my guy. It only took four years, but he's arrived. <laughs> I still have him. He's one of the only players on my whole roster that I still have from the OG draft, so that's been fun. I feel like he's been balling this year, and he still averages like 16.5 points. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't score a touchdown, he's probably not even at 10 points. But he's scored every single game, basically. So Yeah, he's been really good. And Jerry Judy's been – Jerry Judy had one of those plays where it's like, well, how are you a receiver in the NFL where mm-hmm. you could easily get your second foot in and he just like doesn't think about it and just runs out of bounds. I feel bad for Sam, the probably the biggest investor of Jerry Judy in the world. <laughs> he really was. Maybe even besides Jerry Judy. Uh, I think Steve Smith truly broke him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the Broncos... Another seven and six team, so still well in the hunt to make the playoffs, and they are only a game back of the Chiefs. So technically, this 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 division race is not over. If you had yeah. told me after Week 14 that the Broncos would be a game back of the Chiefs, I would have laughed in your face. But here we are. Um, I w- what I would have said is, okay, what happened to Mahomes? Yeah. So uh, here we are. Mahomes is healthy and the Broncos are game back. So, yeah, and the Saints beat the beat the Panthers. So that good for them. That I will. Only thing I'm saying about that game is 
I would not want to be in the Saints locker room. It seems like they hate Derek Carr for all intents and purposes from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, it doesn't help that he's not great and that Taysom no. Hill would probably be better as a quarterback than him. Or, or Jameis. Jameis even more so, but that's too obvious for the Saints to do. Yeah, it's um, they're so bad. And I there's nothing I dislike more in life when someone keeps something a secret that's supposed to be like I don't the it's just uh, the Derek Carr situation where he's like I broke two ribs and I didn't even tell you guys about it. And it's like, "Well, then you just told us about it." Like <laughs> If you're going to not tell us then, don't tell us now and try to make an excuse for why you're right. horrible. It's like, did you have three broken ribs for the last six years? Did you have three <laughs> broken ribs since I was a senior in high school? Because you've been garbage since then. It's like, geez. I know he's a good Christian guy, but come on. Man. He's He's on my nerves. He just blames everyone else except for himself. So that's kind of why I just, yeah. Um, let's power rank. We don't know the outcome of the Dolphins and Packers games, but let's just make these assuming those two teams win. Well, 49ers and Cowboys are probably one and two for me. I'm not going to think about that too hard. Three. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Four, I'm going to go with the Dolphins, assuming they win tonight. And then an asterisk of if they do lose to the Titans, then they're not even in my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably the Eagles still, but they've looked so bad. I mean, if it was just independent, if it was just the last three weeks, independent of the rest mm-hmm. of the year and not related to last year either, Eagles yeah. aren't even top ten, but. Probably that 49ers, um, 49ers, Cowboys, Ravens, Dolphins, Eagles. Yeah, I have the same top two for sure, pretty comfortably. I don't know why, but I still like the Dolphins a little more than the Ravens because I think they have a better offense and their defense is getting, is improving week to week by week as they've gotten healthy and they real, real like they could catch up to the Ravens and the Ravens just gave up a ton of points to the Rams. So um, I'll probably go dolphins then Ravens, but again, same asterisk as you, if they lose to the Titans tonight, not in my top five. Um, but yeah, Dolphins, Ravens, and then my, dude, I don't even want to say, put a team at five, to be honest with you. Like the Chiefs don't feel deserving right now with how they're playing. The, the, like you said, the Eagles don't feel deserving. Um, the Jags don't deserve it. The Lions don't deserve it. Mine, my, my, legitimately, my fifth team might be a team that's in 11th in the AFC, and that's the Bills. I thought I, about the Bills. I did, but I can't did do it. Eagles like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, right. You can't. I can't put them over the Eagles, and so they'll Eagles will be my five. But they just kind of are feeling inevitable at this point to make a run, at least. 
Josh, they've, they've like recognized the fact that, you know what, we win best when Josh Allen's running and just doing what he does. And this new uh, Joe Brady coming in at offensive coordinator has helped them. It's gotten James, James Cook a lot more involved, and they just beat the Chiefs with Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis combining for like five catches or something with zero coming from Gabe Davis. Um, so I don't know. They just – they feel like they're – Inevitable. So I can't put them – can't and won't put them at five. I'll put the Eagles still just because they deserve the benefit of the doubt to me at, up until this point. Now, if they lose again, there's a greater conversation to be had. But they could still yeah. have the number one seed in the NFC if they win out. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I might go bet on the Bills to win the AFC. They got the Cowboys this week, so. Oh, never mind. Maybe I'll wait till they lose that game and then do it. <laughs> it feels like in my head right now, it's the Browns and Bills will probably get two of the wild cards, and then the other five teams are all fighting for that seventh spot. Right. But, I mean, the if you're – you, I feel like the bye is so important because I think all of those teams in playoff contention except the Steelers, and if the Steelers beat the Colts on Saturday, then the Steelers and the Colts, those teams could beat any of the other teams. Like the Colts have beat the Ravens this year in Baltimore. Right, right. So it's, it's – I don't know. Any of those teams could not – and especially if the Bills end up with like the seventh seed and you're the Dolphins or Ravens who don't get the bye and you have to play the Bills, like that is not – not not what you want as the number two seed in the mm-hmm. AFC. Right. Yeah, it it's it's funny for me to even feel like the Bills are like a lock to even make the playoffs when currently the Bengals, Broncos, Texans, Colts, and Steelers all hold tiebreakers over them. Yeah. <laughs> like they are in last of all the seven and six teams. They're at eleventh. But for some reason they just and they don't have an easy schedule either. It's not like they, they they have a good shot to win out. They probably won't win out either. But mm-hmm. I just feel like they'll still only lose one game of the rest and get get that one of those last two spots. Ten um, and seven is probably enough. Would be my guess. Yeah, I would think so. I would be shocked if they if a team that's ten and seven wouldn't make the playoffs. So I think um, three of those teams will be ten and seven, and the other ones will have nine or less. So I think three will get in at ten and seven, and then the seeding could just be random at that. So yeah, I've I've got Browns, Bills, my third team. Obviously, I'm going to say the Colts, but my dark horse, if I'm not a Colts fan, I think the Broncos legitimately could do it. I was going to say the Broncos, but I wanted to look at their schedule first. Um, they're a dark horse, but also, like, that's the thing. You, w- I wouldn't be surprised if any of the teams make it. Yeah, there's no like The Bengals, with how well the Bengals are playing right now, who says they can't get in? The Let's see, Broncos play Lions, Patriots, Chargers, Raiders. Dude, I think it's the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, that Lions game could be tough. Even if they lose that, though, right? the last three are pretty easy. Like, that's 10 wins. I would expect them to win those last three games at this point, and that's exactly – that's 10 wins. 
Um, now I'm just going down a rabbit trail. I'm looking at the Texans schedule. I know they play the, the Titans twice, which is they'll probably split that to be honest. Um, they play ooh, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. I don't think the Texans are making the playoffs if I had to bet right now. Could they win all four of those games? Yes, but yeah. we don't know if Stroud's healthy. We don't know yeah. if, if Nico Collins or Dalton Schultz are healthy. And all the Titans, even though they're bad, they're still a good bad team. Like they can absolutely, they'll probably split the, with the Texans. Yeah, especially and, if Stroud doesn't play this week, then that's right. Be oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Davis Mills versus Will Levis. Woof. And then the Browns and Colts are fighting for the Colts Texans game could theoretically be to make the playoffs. Yeah. Which and then do you what's the Colts schedule? Do you know? Uh, Steelers. Steelers, Falcons, Falcons, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. It's the same as the Texans in that they could win all of them, mm-hmm. but they're they're the same tier as all those teams. Like they're not gonna be right. favored by more than maybe the Raiders will be the only one they're favored by more than three and a half. Right. And even then the Raiders. And that's probably going to be the line for that game. And like the Texans Colts will probably be a pick them. The, I don't know. It, the Steelers game, that one, that if the Colts lose this week, the seasons it's done there. You can't lose this, this year's, you can't lose to Mitchell Trubisky and think <laughs> you still have a chance to make the playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the Steelers are dead, even though they're in the playoffs. I'm actually more confident in every other team. And they're they the number Patriots. Right. They have the top seed of all of the seven and six teams right now with tiebreakers, and I still think they have the least chance to make the playoffs. Well, they have the Colts who aren't bad, like and then they have at least an NFC North I mean AFC North, if not multiple left. They have the Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, and Ravens. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. They could go 0-4. I'm officially locking in Browns, Bills, Broncos as my three teams. That's my prediction. And then on the NFC, Eagles or Cowboys with the Packers, and then the Rams are my three wild card. Okay. I have, before the Lions game, I... Like sometime last week, I think it was like last Wednesday, I bet on the Bears to make the playoffs. So I'm, I the odds were like twenty five hundred, and they're now fourteen hundred. So it's already like half improved the odds. So can you cash out or? <laughs> yeah, I can cash out for a fourteen cent profit. Sheesh. I think I think if they beat the Browns this week, then I might be able to actually cash out. So which you should. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just as great as they've played, I cannot see Matt Eberflus going winning four games in a row to make the playoffs. Well, my logic was oh, if they win, if they win this week, which they did, because I thought they were going to. So if they win this week, and the Packers or and Rams and Vikings lose, which the Vikings didn't, which spoiled my plan, they would only be one game out of the playoffs. Yep, and to have a team twenty five plus twenty five hundred a game out of the playoffs, so that's why I made it. The Vikings kind of spoiled my fun, but shoot, yeah. I can't do it. 
I, I no, just... you shouldn't because you're already happy enough if they make it. Exactly. And the odds are worse now. All right. Well, basically, we just we can talk all we want, but we will find out. And it's going to be a fun last four weeks of the NFL because yeah, the amount of different week. scenarios there are is borderline endless. Yeah, this this has got to be one of the tighter races, even in both divisions, I feel like. Right. But yeah, I, I usually feel like it's like a pretty solid six. And then, you know, mm-hmm. that last spot, you're like, I don't know who's going to get in. But yeah. the NFC has a top five pretty locked in, or actually a top four, and then we don't even know who's going to win this South. So, yeah. But literally, there's 11 teams that can make the playoffs in the AFC right now. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised at any of the 11. Yep. So it's going to be fun, no matter what. Yeah. And there's games on Saturday this week, and they yeah. all matter. Let's freaking go. I, th- I think. Yeah, Vikings, Bengals matters. Steelers, Colts matters. Broncos, Lions matters. Wow. Which does put a little bit of a damper on the old 1 o'clock window the, on Sunday. There's that's some fine. not appealing matchups, but that's all right. The that's Bills right. play the, the Cowboys at 425, so. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, that was probably our longest episode we've had since the summer. Yeah. It's just so just, fun to talk playoffs. Yeah, there's so many scenarios. At some point, we'll just have a play Like week – 18, we'll just talk about the playoff scenarios, I feel like. We won't even preview right. the games, really. Right. All right. Well, if you're still listening, we appreciate you. Please let us know. Two times speed. Two time, of course. If you listen to an hour and a half at normal speed, that's crazy. We love you for it. I'll send you a cookie. Yeah, absolutely. But you have to let us, you have to let us know, and we yeah. want you to let us know. So, all right. Thank you all for listening. Take a picture holding a spoon in today's paper and send it in to get the cookie. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. But at least let us know. And then you might still get a cookie, to be honest. We'll see. We'll see. But that's not a for sure if there's not a picture. True. With Jack's specification. Because we can't prove the date of the picture. Mm, exactly, exactly. Unless you send it to us as an NFT. <laughs> A selfie NFT with today's paper. And today could mean whatever, whatever day you're listening because we don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> There's a lot of possibilities for you guys out there. So, um, Yeah, thank you all for listening. We will uh, talk to you later this week with the Week 15 preview. It's crazy we're already there. We got four weeks left of the regular season after this. Um, Now this one's concluded. And all all three of our teams are technically still in the playoffs conversation, which I wouldn't have believed you. Holy crap, the Dolphins just had a pick six, and I need them to outscore Romeo Dobbs by 18 points to win a matchup this week. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance. They have, 18 po- oh, they have 18 points right now. I am losing by one point 
before the game started, I was losing by 18. So, wow. All right. The Dolphins, one time in the playoffs, I needed the Dolphins to outscore. I needed the Dolphins defense and Jalen Waddle to score like 60 points, and they did it. So, if anybody can do it, it's the Dolphins defense. They've been popping off. They were playing Ian Book in that Saints game like three years ago, but they can do it. I mean, they're playing uh, who right now? Will Levis? Will Levis, yeah. So, there's a chance. All right. There is a chance. All right. Peace.